You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the DIY Sportsman Podcast with your hosts, Garrett Prawl and Boudreaux Boswell. Thanks everyone for tuning in to our second podcast. We're pretty excited for this one because the topic is climbing sticks. Neither one of us really has any ties to any particular brand, so we basically want to just give our thoughts on what's available right now on the market, along with what features we personally like and don't like. We'll also touch on aiders and single steps. So which one you would dive in with first? You want to start with uh, probably what I would consider probably the most popular being the Lone Wolves? Yeah, we can go over the Lone Wolves first. Um, definitely a stick that I'm very familiar with. I've used Lone Wolf climbing sticks probably since I was about 15 or 16 years old. So I've got over 10 years of use with the Lone Wolves. I originally started off with the Lone Wolf Minis. And then I just uh, probably five years ago switched to the full length climbing sticks. And then this year I'm going, obviously, with the ones that I machined myself instead of the Lone Wolves. But pretty much a lot of that experience prior to that was with the Lone Wolf. And for me, what I liked about the Lone Wolf Minis was, of course, they were light. However, there was a lot of negatives that came with the Lone Wolf Mini steps. Uh, The first one being that they were only 15 inches in their step spacing, which is fairly short. That meant for a guy like me who's six foot tall, basically what would happen is I'd put that stick on the tree and I'd put one of my feet on the bottom step, put another hand on the top step, and then I would pull myself up, but my foot would be so close to my hand that my body would be forced to be way out of the tree. And so it was always kind of an awkward balancing act and I'd have to kind of grab the tree trunk with my other hand to stand up. So I was doing a lot of actually hugging the tree versus just holding onto the stick which is a problem that you don't necessarily get with the longer sticks. Yeah, so for me, you know, that's the Lone Wolves. I'd never used the the miniature sticks. I've only always used the full-size sticks, um, you know, so I've always been interested in them. But hearing that, you know, it's a good thing they don't make them anymore. <laughs> it's going to have been a pain. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, I used them for several years, and they, they did just fine. I ended up putting eighters on them at one point, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the podcast. But the, uh, the full-length Lone Wolves, which are 32 inches long, I believe, still that same 15-inch step spacing, advertised at 2.5 pounds per stick. They're a stick that a lot of people like. They're kind of, I don't want to say like a gold standard, but a lot of people like Lone Wolf stands. They've kind of been a, a gold standard for tree stands with their cast aluminum platforms, and so the sticks kind of went along with that. I think my personal opinion is that the, the climbing stick realm, there's a lot more competition, a lot a lot of good options versus tree stands. I think the tree stands, it's kind of, you got a couple stands that are near the top and then everybody else is kind of like a step below, but climbing sticks, there's definitely a lot more options that are similar. Yeah, I definitely agree. And for me, my biggest, you know, for the lone wolves, 
just being the alternating steps. So one step on each side and happen to know right, left, right, left as you're going up the tree or coming down it um, in the dark, knowing which foot you need to step down, especially from a saddle, step down with first was always a big one for me because you'd have to look down. And typically I don't like to use a light when I'm there. So that always made it really difficult because I had to figure out which side I needed of the stick my step was on to know which foot I needed to step down with first. And then I'm just not a huge fan of the Versa button. Just the whole system um, of having the loop on the end and putting it over the Versa button. And I know you've done the the rope mod with the Versa button, and it seems you know similar to kind of the the muddy cam cleat. Um, but those are my two biggest things. And then just with the muddy, I'm not a huge fan of three steps on a single stick because that very bottom step gets farthest away from the point of contact where the strap attaches. So to me, you know that gives it more prone to basically kick away from the tree or pull away from the tree. So I've just, that's kind of what led me away from the, the lone wolves, which is what I used for probably three years. Sure. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the alternating steps versus the double step, because a lot of people prefer the alternating steps just from the perspective that if everything else is equal, an alternating step stick will be lighter which means that if you have a set of four of them, that weight is going to add up and you get a little bit lighter overall package. And that's important for a lot of people. Definitely some disadvantages like you had touched on. I know for me, one of the issues where an alternating step would kind of get me thrown was if I had to climb up a really crooked tree, I might kind of plan in my head how I was going to space my steps. And then I would start going up the tree and then realize that halfway up, my steps weren't going to be situated the way I wanted them to. And I'd have to flip basically... I'd make a second trip down the tree to get my pack or hook up my bow or whatever. And on my way down, I'd be taking my foot and flipping the steps from one side to the other just to kind of reverse it and make it so that the next time I climb back up, it was right. Yeah. And that's to me, you know, obviously going up and down the tree is statistically when most people fall from a tree stand. Um, so that to me, the added weight savings trade off is not necessarily there for me. You know, I would rather have a step on both sides whether you're climbing the deer comes in when you're halfway up the tree it's nice to have both feet on the same you know step basically same plane to be able to lean against and let that deer walk by if deer comes in or something like that and i mean i definitely was one of those guys that was a proponent of the alternating steps for for uh quite a while but i have tried double steps as well and you are definitely correct that they're almost unanimously easier to use in every situation you did mention the Versa button too and how you didn't like it. I actually like the Versa button a lot. And I know some people that will take other brands of climbing sticks and they'll modify them to create a Versa button. The thing that I like about the Versa button is just that it's so fast and it's so easy. I can just throw that cam buckle around the tree. I hook it over the loop, cinch, and I'm done in literally a matter of seconds. It's so easy. See, to me, to me that's the most frustrating part about a, a, a lone wolf stick is I, I, I absolutely hate that design. Because, you know, you have to hold the stick to the tree with one hand, and then you have to adjust the length of your loop to be able to put it over the Versa button. Well, because that Versa button is wider at the front and then narrower where the loop actually sits on, Mm -hmm. as soon as you get that loop over there and then you go to pull it tight, you actually create slack in in the strap that goes around the tree. So that strap will drop a little bit. I'm not saying it's going to drop like 10 inches. It's going to drop maybe an inch and a half or two inches. But that also that incorporates how high your stick originally was. So you have to kind of plan for that. And sometimes it's different. 
And so just because it creates just a little bit of slack is what I really don't like about it. See, what I always did with them is I would always set my strap up so that it would be shorter than I knew it needed to be. And so then I would either hold the stick against the tree of my chest or my chin or something like that with my lineman's belt. I would throw that strap around knowing that it was going to be short. And then I would just kind of with that free hand hold down on the, the cam buckle and just kind of loosen it up the whole time keeping tension on the strap so that it doesn't sag down the tree. And then I get it just enough, just enough of that strap let through the cam buckle. Then I could just slip it onto the Versa button and then cinch tight and never really would lose that extra couple inches of that doing it that way. Right. And that's the big thing is the way they come wrapped is they, I think if I remember right, they wrapped them the strap around the top and bottom of the stick and mm-hmm. then loop the Versa button on that way. So when you undo it, if you're hunting a small tree, that strap is really long and that creates a pain. So like you said, going to the, the much shorter strap when you start helps a lot, but even just the, that Versa button and the loop getting over there. And that's kind of why I like the muddy um, pro stick. And we'll get into that a little bit more. Sure. Well, you know, a good segue from the lone wolf stick um, is the actual P stick, I think, because they are very similar. Obviously they were both kind of designed by, the the Quisto family started yep. Lone Wolf and then started XOP after he left Lone Wolf. So in my mind, the XOP stick is kind of like the climbing stick that was the original intention that Lone Wolf is still running with, plus a couple of addic- or additional benefits that weren't necessarily on those Lone Wolf sticks. Some of the things that I know that they've changed to the XOP stick versus the Lone Wolf stick, number one, the V brackets are a little bit deeper. So that stick sets a little bit further off from the tree. So you get a little bit easier time uh, actually putting your boots on the steps. Another thing that they did was they took the standard shaped uh, step and they widened it out a little bit, kind of give it a little curl so that when you flipped it either direction, you're going to have a little bit of extra safety. If that stick is not set perfectly level on the tree, a little bit less likely to have your boots slide off, although it's never really been an issue with me for the, uh, with the lone wolf sticks. That's a big thing that I think they really improved on was the just the step shape um, on each individual step. Is like you said at the very end, it kind of it reminds me of a kind of a small minnow shape profile. So at the very end, it's kind of got the tail that widens yeah. out, so it makes it less likely for your foot to slip off the end. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that they did to the XOP sticks that the lone wolf sticks don't have is that they lock together on their own. You don't need to have an additional strap to lock those sticks together and stack them before you put them on the stand. It can be a nice feature, but I mean, to be completely honest, it's not really something that I ever really felt like I was in need of before. I always just use the night eyes gear ties and those do a tremendous job at locking my sticks together. Right. And what I'm not, I'm not too terribly familiar with the XOPs. What, uh, do they use for the, um, the strap basically, are they using like a Versa button or using it's, it's shaped a little bit differently, but it's essentially the same thing as a Versa button. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of similarities. I think that the length is a little bit different, too. I believe they're 34 inches long versus the Lone Wolf's 32. A little bit bigger step spacing. Okay, so they increased that a little bit to help people get just a little bit higher. Yeah, I think weight rate. I'm not sure if they have a weight rating list on their website. I would imagine it's at least what the Lone Wolf one is. I think the Lone Wolf one is rated for 350 pounds. But in general, I think the XOP products, and I think the sticks are not an exception to this, is that they're... They tend to be a little bit beefier in design, I think, than what the Lone Wolf ones were, and they tend to be a little bit heavier because of that. Yeah, they're a little over half a pound heavier per stick, correct? Yeah, the uh, 
The XOP sticks are 3.2 pounds per stick, and the Lone Wolf ones are advertised at 2.5. And, and I'm sure some of that probably comes because they, they are a little bit longer, like you said. Um, so that adds some weight as well as the step shape mm-hmm. is different. So it, it gives, adds a little bit more weight as well. Yeah, there's a little bit a little bit of extra metal, I think, overall. That's what gives it that extra weight. Yeah, like I said, I'm not too familiar with them. Um, you know, some of the ones that I used that, you know, a lot of people don't use too much or I haven't seen much about them anymore is like the, the Summit Buck Steps. Um, you know, I bought some of them. I think they were on sale at Walmart one year. They had them dirt cheap in their clearance section. Um, so I kind of went went and bought a couple sets of them and used them for a little bit. And, you know, when I was trying to get away from Lone Wolf's, and they're just, they're a double step, so they're real interesting. The step is kind of welded into it, um, so they really stick off the tree quite a ways, um, which made them really, really nice to be able to stand on, a double step. And they were, I think they were around 17 inches between steps as well, but they were pretty heavy, um, you know, kind of in that, oh, I don't even remember off the top of my head. Um, they're advertised at two and a half pounds each. Which isn't, they seem which a lot heavier two and a half yeah. pounds, but they were. It seemed like they were shorter too. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've I've used them. Um, wasn't necessarily a huge fan of them. I think I've used them maybe a year, and I've got like three sets of them that's sitting in a barn that's not being used. Yeah, I had a set of those at one point too. I think I used them for a fall or two, and then I ended up selling them. But my thoughts on those were kind of the same as yours. It was nice that they had such a large surface area that you could put your foot on. But I didn't like how close the step spacing was. And there was just enough of that uh, exposed metal that I really had to do a, a pretty a pretty decent job of making sure that I didn't clang them against anything. But like you mentioned, they are a lot less expensive than many, many of the other options. Yeah, they were they were a bargain. You know, like I said, I bought mine after season, um, picked them up. I think I paid maybe $35 a set for them at Walmart. Um, just when Walmart clears out all their hunting steps, um, bought them then. Yeah, that's not a bad price at all, especially considering most of the other sticks are, you know, in the range of $50 a stick. Yeah, exactly. Well, I know you use Muddy right now. Let's talk about Muddy's a little bit. You're obviously a lot more familiar with them than me. I've tried them out a couple times just from friends that have owned them, but I haven't actually used them throughout a season. Yeah, so for me, the Muddy the design of the entire stick is the best design I've seen. Um, I have some of the really, really old ones before the cleat actually pivoted, Mm -hmm. which is another thing that I really don't like. I don't like pivoting cleats um, on any of my steps. You know, it makes it hard to stack in the, in the dark because you have to know which way your cleat is turned or pivoted. I've, especially with the muddies because they're kind of a, um, I'm not going to say a shorter stick, but the cleats are seem to be closer together than most, especially if, compared to like a, a lone wolf where you have, you know, three steps per cleat. So obviously, or three steps per stick. So obviously your cleats are further apart. When you, so when you say, a, when you say cleats, are you, are you uh, meaning steps? I think. Yes. Three, yeah. Three steps per stick and there's two cleats on each one. So they're farther apart on the lone wolf than the, what they would be on the muddy. So ex- the issue with that is when you get to like a, a snaky tree or a, a bent tree, you know, the further apart your cleats are, the more you have to have those cleats to be able to pivot compared to something like the muddy where they're pretty close together. They don't, to me, they don't have to have pivot because you don't have to worry about the tree moving that much in that 15 inch range. 
Okay. So that's one of the things that I really liked about them was that they, the ones that I have don't have a pivoting cleat. The second thing is the dual steps, um, you know, one on each side. I don't ever fold my steps closed. You can fold the muddy steps up and they point upwards when they close. There's like a, a cam system in them that closes them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yep. pretty stiff. So, it, you know, sometimes with the something like a lone wolf, it, you're, that bolt can get loose and they can pivot left to right pretty easily are prone to make noise that way um the muddies you know i'm not gonna say they're difficult but you have to really put some resistance in them to open them or close them but i've always just left mine open i carry them that way just one less step i have to do once i get to the tree but for me by far the biggest thing that the muddies have is that cam cleat system with the rope so for those of you who aren't familiar with it basically it has a rope that comes out of the step or out of the stick in the middle then it would go around the tree and it has basically a a system that pinches it, um, kind of cam cleats it. If you're familiar with like some of the night eyes stuff, um, it's real similar to that. Basically you just pull that rope tight and then pull it through there, tie a hitch or a half hitch in there. And then your stick is set and ready to go. Um, so for me, that's the biggest thing that brought me to the muddies and has kept me with the muddies. I don't think there's a system personally. I don't think there's a system out there that can compete with that. Boat cleats too, are some of the areas where guys that have tried to implement, that uh, that cam cleat system on other sticks, they'll look at the boating industry and sailing industry, and they'll make those to be able to run the rigging lines and whatnot. But they're not they're not a very cheap mod to make to a stick. So it's almost I've I've done the math before, and if you want that system, you almost have to go with the Muddy Pro stick versus trying to uh, modify from something you already have. You'll end up ahead in the long run. One one thing I personally didn't like about the Muddy Pro Sticks, obviously there's some good things about them, but they're not very long, and they're somewhat heavy for what you get. And it makes sense because the the, key, or the cleat system weighs more. You have each of the step systems, those pivoting step systems. There's some extra hardware there. There's like three bolts, I think, on the top, three bolts on the bottom. Um, so you're looking at an advertised weight of 2.5 pounds per Muddy Pro Stick, and you only get two steps at maybe 17, 18 inches spacing, which is the exact same weight as a lone wolf that has a 32 inch overall length stick. So it's, yeah, exactly. There's definitely some, I think disadvantages. And that was one of the reasons I decided not to go with the muddy ones personally. And and that's the thing is, you know, for me, I look at it as a trade off for, you know, safety because I'm, I really like them. I, they're easy for me to put up. Um, even though they are shorter, and I do have to carry, normally I could carry three lone wolf sticks, but I got to carry four muddy sticks to get to the same height, basically, mm-hmm. because they're shorter and they're, like you said, they're heavier. Um, but for me, that's an area where by going to saddle hunting, I can shave that weight to have that, you know, extra familiarity using that product on the tree. Yeah. And I guess one other thing that it makes sense to mention is it probably depends, like you said, on what you do once you get to your hunting height. With a saddle, you give yourself a little more more leeway. A lot of the guys listening to this podcast are going to be using tree stands, whether it's, well, it's obviously going to be a hang-on stand if they're using climbing sticks. But depending on what climbing stick you go with, it may or may not have some kind of nesting feature with the stand. Like the lone wolves, for example, have a nesting feature. You can put the uh, upper V-bracket of your sticks in that nesting feature, and it'll fit nice and tightly onto the stand. Right, and with that, you know, another thing to point out is, you know, when we're talking about this, I'm talking about getting to 18 to 20 feet with four 
muddy pro sticks and the reason why that is is because with saddle hunting when i get to the end of my sticks i can still go you know 15 to 20 inches above that last stick and set my platform whereas for most tree stand hunters you typically kind of want to set a stick at the same height as your tree stand or slightly above so that you're stepping down into your tree stand which basically takes away another stick um to be able to step down into your tree stand to give you something to kind of hold on to and step down into it as well yeah for sure absolutely I was always, I was a little bit of a rebel. I would always put my stand a little bit higher than my last stick, but that's, that's not something that uh, I recommend doing. Yeah. I think when a, when a lot of people started hunting or were new to hunting, there was a lot of very reckless things that was done, um, that people look back on and wonder how they survived them. Yeah. I think, I think in general, I take a little bit more, uh, more calculated risks than you do. I try to be as safe as possible now. I know there were some things I did when I was younger that I definitely wouldn't do now. Yeah, I, I did some things younger that was very unsafe, but I, I've seen quite a few people fall from tree stands and what it can do um, and really quickly change my tune on, on tree stand safety. Mm-hmm. So I guess since we're talking about muddy, we can talk about the Aerolite and aluminum sticks that yeah. they offer, mm-hmm. um, which are really similar to the Lone Wolf sticks with the exception that they have basically a double step on each side. So there's three steps per stick and they're i don't the length of them are around 32 right i believe so the step spacing i think is the same between the lone wolf and the aerolite and they have a sim a similar attachment like the versa button but it's not the versa button exactly yeah so the muddy aerolite is a pretty good option for people that like the lone wolf design or the xop design but want to double step it's probably the one of the that and the hawk helium which we can talk about next are probably the two best options for getting that and I think the Muddy Aerolite, they're uh, listed at three pounds a stick. So a little bit heavier than the Lone Wolf, roughly the same weight as the XOP, a little bit lighter. Granted, there's no, you know, industry standard on how these sticks are weighed. I think they don't uh, always factor in the weight of their straps. I think a lot of the weights you see advertised are just bare stick. Yeah, and even before powder coated even um mm-hmm. they can weigh them before then and, and say that you know that's how they weighed it yeah again this is another stick i don't i'm not too terribly familiar with um i do know quite a few people who use them um that were similar to the lone wolf they just wanted a double step so that's what led them to the arrow light uh so that was you know probably the biggest thing is just having the double step do you know if the arrow lights have a geared double step like the pro sticks do i think they're yes i think the gear is enclosed as well um okay on the arrow lights if i remember correctly okay so that's what adds to the weight compared to the the lone wolf so you have a double step which is a single step on lone wolf double step on the arrow light and then that what that's what gets you a little over a half pound per stick in weight and do you know if you can remove the middle set of steps to basically make a 32 inch stick with a double step on the top and a double step on the bottom i would assume you can i mean it's bolted on it's not made yeah. from the factory with all three on, so I would assume that's, you could take it off. That's kind of what I would assume, too. And I don't have a picture of one in front of me to really look at it a little bit closer. Obviously, that would only be something that would be usable for somebody who has a huge leg length. <laughs> but right. uh, it's an interesting thought. I think the Heliums are the same way, where I think you might be able to remove the middle set of steps if you have extremely long legs. Yeah, the Heliums, I've not... Like I said, once I've gotten to the the muddies i really haven't tested a whole lot of sticks or looked at a whole lot of sticks um since then i know hawk has really come into the market 
in probably the past three years, I guess, three or four years is when they've come, really come onto the market, and they've seemed to have been doing extremely well on the market, um, tree stand and tree st- and climbing stick wise. Yeah, I mean, when you look at their their helium stick, which is a three step stick, you know, similar to the Muddy Aerolite or the Lone Wolf or the XOP, uh, but they're two point eight pounds per stick, so a little bit heavier than the Lone Wolf, but lighter than the Muddy Aerolite with the double steps. So from that option, they're the longest or the lightest full length stick that gives you double steps that I'm aware of. They also have, I think, a cam strap, but it's not like a loop that goes over a Versa button. They have, I think, a a hook that goes into a little loop on the stick. And I know that there are some people that have modded their Hawk Helium sticks to actually add a Versa button. And I've also seen people who have taken their Hawk Helium sticks and cut them down to make it into a double, or basically a two-step stick that's, you know, 26 inches or whatever they needed it to be. You could probably do that with just about any of the other sticks too, but. Right. Yeah, they have an interesting, um, they're, I guess most people are used to like a, a standard square tubing frame for the stick, for example. And I don't know exactly what Hawks is. Um, it's kind of a track system yeah, it um, like per a se custom, if you look at it. Look like a custom extrusion, I thought, but I'd have to look at it a little bit closer. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to me. Um, you know, I guess that's their way of cutting weight for a longer stick like that compared to a square tubing. Um, it seems to have worked for them. The other thing with the Hawk Helium sticks is that they have a lower stacking profile. To put those on your stand, they don't stick up quite as high, which is nice. Yeah, it's especially for people who stack them on tree stands, whether they're stacking them on their Hawk tree stand or stuff like that, just that profile that doesn't stick off their back as much makes it a lot easier to carry sticks in. Right. So I guess if it was me and I was looking between like the Muddy Aerolite and the Hawk Helium, I would probably give the nod, I would think, to the Hawk Helium just based on the fact that it's a little bit lighter but similar in, in many other ways. I don't know what the cost is. Uh, I wasn't able to find a price online when I you know, did my research for this, but... Yeah, and I think they're, uh, like you said, they're with the weight of them, the Hawk Heliums are just a little bit lighter. Uh, I think their step spacing is just a little bit um, smaller, yeah, like an is. inch. 14 inch. So to me, spacing. you know, the weight's probably worth that trade off um, to go lightweight with a one inch shorter um, step. So that's three inches per stick, basically. You can easily make that up in your spacing of your sticks if you needed to. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can move to the, uh, you know, the X stand. Uh, Mantis. Yeah. Another three-step stick with uh, double steps. I believe they're fixed in position. If my memory serves me correctly, they're two and a half pounds per stick, but you only get a 12-inch step spacing with those. So they're not as... Which is, which is pretty short yeah. in the industry now. Right. And I'm not sure what the average, you know, kind of your 15-inch seems to be kind of the middle of the road. And I'm not sure what that is an optimal spacing for whether that's somebody that's five foot six or five foot eight or, or what have you. I know that me at six foot, I can easily handle a 21, 22 inch step spacing with additional clothes on. Um, but I remember not too long ago, I was talking to a lady at a traditional archery shoot and she had trouble even with the standard lone wolf sticks at 15 inch spacing because it was too far apart each step. And that's something that I think people really need to try to find out when they go, if they're in the market for st- um, climbing sticks is to figure out what spacing you know they can handle and what spacing they they can even do with winter clothes on because you know as it gets colder obviously you put on more clothes you can't lift your leg as high 
So if you get something that, you know, say you can only do a 15-inch space between step and then you get something that's like a 17, you know, that might be pretty difficult for you to do in, you know, late November, early December. Right, when you got all those extra clothes on for sure. You know, this is another one that is really interesting to me. Uh, They've kind of went with the, again, we're going back to the, the single square tubing frame if you'll call it that on this on the steps um these have basically two square tubings uh to make the frame which to me you would think it would add a lot more weight compared to other steps and again it's something similar to the versa button that they attach it to yeah and the weight is reasonable on them at two and a half pounds stick that's not bad especially if you look at the design and compare it to something like the the lone wolf which again has the the single square tubing and alternating steps. Um, and this one seems to be pretty much an all metal welded construction. So you would think just by looking at it, it naturally would look heavier. Um, and they come with a good weight capacity of 300 pounds. Yeah. And I believe they're a little bit less expensive too. The price that I saw for them was 37.50 a piece. Basically, if you, if you were to buy the set and the steps angle out. So again, I think the design intent behind that was that you're going to be uh, you're going to have a little bit easier job actually sticking your boots onto the stick, going up or especially going down. Kind of the same idea behind why I think XOP made their V-brackets longer than the Lone Wolf ones to get that stick a little bit further off from the tree. Yeah, and especially, I mean, I don't necessarily have that problem. I've got pretty small feet. I wear like a size 9 boot, so I've never really had that issue of contacting a tree. And I also like to hunt smaller trees. So typically I don't have that issue, but if you hunt, I can see if you hunt a big tree um, and have a lot bigger feet that you could easily run into, you know, putting more of your weight, like on the ball of your foot um, up towards the toe than, you know, kind of middle of your, on your arches per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My feet are a little bit bigger than yours, but I still, even with like a standard lone wall stick, I've never really had an issue with it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, in all the years I've ever hunted, I can honestly say I've never had an issue where I couldn't, didn't feel like I could get my foot far enough onto a step. Uh, to be able to put all my weight on it and stand up. But, I mean, if you're like my buddy Kenny, who's 6'7 and wears size 15 shoes, then... then he, can that just, could... he can just hang his stand from the ground. He <laughs> just, doesn't need to climb and yeah, stand 6'7". He's actually a guy that uh, he hunts private land up kind of by Duluth, and he's able to use screwing steps, and he can throw those things in a tree so fast. He can almost use screwing steps and get up a tree faster than I can climb with climbing sticks, which is Man, insane to me. like my... Those are my arch nemesis, man, <laughs> screwing steps. I don't know how many trees are out there in this world that have left screwing steps or they're screwing steps within 30 yards of them because they got frustrated because one wasn't sharp and just chucked it in the woods somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you got to buy the expensive ones. Yeah, yeah, the ones that's got a really good sharp point on them. Yeah. I think I have I have probably a couple sets of screwing steps. I just never really use them because most of the places I hunt, you can't use screwing steps. It's... uh no damage to the tree and or you got to remove your stuff at the end of the day yeah i've got it i've probably got like three five gallon buckets of them somewhere um and some of them are the old folding style and some of them are just a mare step uh grizzly style and i just i hate them all the folding <laughs> style you'd always smash your fingers in and chunks of your finger would be smashed in between them yeah no thanks yeah, the only so ones for you that... guys out there who use them, more power to you. You were a lot better at it than me. <laughs> yeah, so another one that I have uh, that was another Walmart buy that was dirt cheap was the Ameristep Rapid Rails. Oh, nice. Uh, so they came. They were pretty interesting. They were boxed. I guess there was there's three in a in a box, and they're all three different links. Um, so they stack 
into each other relatively nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're very much a ladder style. Um, so, you know, a full rung all the way across and then vertical square tubings up each side. So your foot can't slip off of them if you were wet or muddy or something like that. Is it a four step but I, per stick? So some of them are four and some of them are three. The okay. biggest one had four, but then the smallest one only had three steps per stick. And shorter step spacing? Yes. Just so they would kind of stack in together. And, you know, they were probably some of the heaviest. I think they were like three and a half pounds, just under three and a half pounds, if I remember right. Yeah, 3.3 um, is what I'm showing. Yeah, and again, really close uh, step spacing, you know, 12 inches. So that was, you know, they didn't stack. They stacked well, but they made a lot of noise when they stacked. It was all metal on metal contact. So you would have to stealth step them or stealth strip them. You'd have to do something to keep them from making noise. And then the they had a um, similar to the XOP. No, not the XOP. The X stand um, method of attachment, I believe. Okay. Once you found so once you got those sticks actually stacked together, were they pretty quiet? No, not at all. Okay. I, I was curious because I know one time I had brought one of my friends of mine from college out uh, firearms deer hunting with me in Wisconsin, and I brought my stuff in. He was bringing his stuff in, and I was going to bring him to a tree in the dark and basically have him set up, and then I would go walk over to where I was going to set up. And I almost felt like leaving him, you know, about halfway to where I was originally <laughs> going to take him because he was making so much noise with those sticks clanking against one another. They, you know, they quickly became my preset trees for private ground where I would stick them on a tree and leave them all year. Oh, yeah. They'd be great was, for that. Yeah. There was no need to pull them in and out of the out of the, the woods every time because they were, you know, they fit together nicely, but they were just, it's all metal on metal contact. So they were noisy as could be. Yeah. And they are less expensive. So they would be better, better suited as yeah. a, a permanent set. Although, if you go that route, you're almost better off just buying steel climbing sticks, which are going to be cheaper yet. You just bring them in once, hang them on, and never have to worry about them again. Maybe you know, yeah, check your straps, check your straps, but that's about it. I think the ones that I purchased from um, Walmart were the steel versions. Okay. So they were they were pretty heavy and, like I said, noisy, and just they just ended up being permanent stands. Yeah, I think so. They do make an aluminum one, which is three point three pounds. So I'd imagine the steel ones are heavier yet. And then probably an interesting one that a lot of people are, has really gained a lot of traction. They've been around for a while now is the the Wild Edge Step. Most people probably knew them as the Gym Step. Yeah, there's a YouTube video that I don't know how many views it has now, but it has quite a few. But yeah, it kind of had a, a period where you couldn't really buy them. There's this interesting video, but that was about it. And then Wild Edge picked them up, correct, not too long ago? Yeah. I think the the story is they were good. The Wild Edge guys were good friends with Jim and bought the company from Jim. Um, but yeah, there was a long time where he, I guess, Jim kind of quit manufacturing them, but he had inventory in his basement, so he was selling them out of his basement on forms and stuff. And then he eventually ran out, and that's kind of when you know everybody caught wind of it on the forums and things like that. So they kind of really got a lot of popularity. And I guess that's when the, the wild edge guys kind of bought them out and, and took it from there. Okay. But they're a, they're an interesting single step for those of you who might not be familiar. It actually has um, three points of contact and it has a rung that goes across it. And I think they're probably 
maybe eight inches on the rung, eight and a half inches on the rung, but they used a a spliced rope that's attached, and they use a special gym knot. I'm not even sure what the actual knot name is um, on the other side, and then you cam them over to get them nice and tight against the tree. Yeah, I don't even know that it's technically a knot. It's more like a, a hitch or, or it's kind of like a Chinese finger trap type of mechanism where if you tie it correctly, when you actually cam the step over, the pinching force on that rope pinching on itself is stronger than the force that would be trying to pull the, the hitch apart. So right. you, you pretty much can't have it come loose once it's set. But then when you uncam the step, the hitch comes un. Yeah. Undone very easily. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about frustrating or uh, having a tied knot up there. So I guess a hitch would be a better term for it. Yeah, I actually own a couple of those. I bought two of them from Wild Edge to play around with for a saddle platform. And I've played around with them too for just climbing because I know that's one of the things I'll advertise too is, you know, it makes a great saddle platform, but it's also its own climbing method. You can buy a set of 8 or 10 or 12, and then they have an 8 that comes along with it too. And kind of one of the interesting things that you know has come along just in terms of people wanting to go lightweight with sticks is that you usually people will start with a stick like a lone wolf that has three steps and then they'll say oh well if i get a climbing stick that has two steps on it and i space them out further then i might be able to get off get, get away with a lighter overall setup and then kind of the next thought that comes after that is well if i use single steps then there's no stick length taking up weight. The only weight that I have is the actual steps themselves. And then I can get to my hunting height with the least amount of weight. And I think the negative trade-off that also comes along with that is that it takes you three times as long to set up, you know, those individual steps versus if you had a climbing stick and you're putting three steps on at once. And to me, I think you're, you're giving it a little credit when you say three times as long. Um, you know, obviously there's three steps, but just that hitch system, you know, until you get it really refined, it takes you quite a bit longer to get them tied together. And that's my biggest thing is, you know, with them, I've owned a set of them back when Jim made them. I think I've had them for, geez, 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And I've tried, I've used them to actually hunt with once or twice. And then that was all I could take. I don't see the point in putting, you know, basically 18 to 20 uh, ropes around a tree when I can put you know, one rope around the tree and get two steps or three steps with a lone wolf compared to each rope goes around the tree with them is just one single step. Right. So that was the thing is you just spent more time putting steps on the tree than just, you know, using two or three steps per stick to get up the tree. Right. Exactly. Actually, another one that comes to mind, the stealth step is a company of the last couple of years that I've seen that has a similar system where you would basically hook one individual step for each step up the tree. Yeah. They're like, and uh, I think they're an injected molded plastic step. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, I seen them at the ATA show uh, two years ago. They weren't there last year, but they were there two years ago. But yeah, very similar uh, setup, one step per strap, basically. The one thing about the the Wild Edge is they do get, if you get them cammed over correctly and with the proper tension, they're rock solid. I will yeah. give them that. They're probably the most solid on the market. Yeah, they don't budge at all. So one other thing that I think bears mentioning is that this longer setup time takes into consideration that you're using the same number of steps. Meaning if you had four standard climbing sticks that each have three steps on the stick, you got 12 total steps 
And if you were to set up 12 of those single steps, like a gym step or a stealth step, it would take you, you know, three, maybe even four or five times as long because you're actually, you know, you're doing more work, um, in addition to having to attach those additional steps. But what I've found also is that if you kind of use them unconventionally, you can use a fewer number of steps with a much larger spacing and get by with putting fewer steps on the tree. So when I was playing around with my wild edge steps in my backyard, I found that I could take my first step and I could hang it on the tree as high as I could reach. So for me, that's roughly about eight feet. So it'd be like eight feet, maybe a couple inches lower. I would take the second one and I would attach it basically at hip level, roughly half the height, roughly four feet off the ground. And so then what I would do is I would grab the step over my head and I would just walk my feet up the tree until they were at the level of that lower step. And then I would just stand up and then I would do the exact same thing, place the next step as high as I could reach. And so what I would end up with is basically a set of those single steps that are spaced four feet apart, but they were still usable. And obviously I'd use alignments belt for safety, <laughs> but it worked and you could save a lot of weight and it doesn't take nearly as long to do it that way. And they also have an aider now that kind of allows you to do a similar, a similar thing that's, you know, a little bit easier than what I was probably trying to do. I don't think, you know, you have to have some level of uh, balance to be able to do what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that goes back to that uh, <laughs> little bit of recklessness. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's, I just, just listened to that. I started laughing, just trying to picture that in my head and, and thinking that, Oh man, this could have been funny to see. But yeah, that's so aiders. Um, for those people who might not know, aiders kind of come from the rock climbing side of things, if I'm correct. Yeah, big wall climbing. Yeah. So, and basically, what an aider is, it's either a rope or webbing ladder, basically. Some may have upwards of five steps um, and anywhere in between from a single step up to five steps. So, typically, the reason why people use them is that they want to get higher with less weight so obviously you know a four foot piece of webbing will weigh next to nothing compared to a step that will be able to get you the same amount of height so especially with the wild edges is that you can put a single step that weighs less than a pound like garrett was talking about at about four you know four feet high and then use an aider you know that may have three steps on it that go almost all the way to the ground or from the next step up so then you're using basically a rope ladder or a webbing ladder as an aider to cover that distance between your steps. And I know you've, I've used them in the past. Um, again, I look at things from the kind of the, the scientific data point. You, that's when you're most likely to fall is going up or down a tree and adding a webbing in there that, you know, is not rigid, can move left or right on me. I just real quickly cut them out of my option because that was a disaster waiting to happen for me. Um, but I do know you've you've started using them or have used them in the past, so I'll let you talk more about that. Yeah, I've used aiders basically nonstop since I put the first set on my sticks. Um, you were talking about the the Wild Edge aider. Those ones are manufactured by Wild Edge, and they have a video on their website showing those in use to give you a little bit better picture of what's actually going on. But the majority of guys will either buy them from you know rock climbing supply places in like two or three step versions. Or they'll make their own out of one-inch tubular webbing, which is what I did for mine. And so what I found kind of worked best for me was if I had a longer stick, like the standard lone wolf stick, it's 32 inches long, I would basically make a single rung 
that's roughly 17, 18 inches long hanging beneath my stick. And I would attach that to the bottom of the stick so that now I essentially have a rigid three-step stick with a 17-inch loop hanging underneath it. Now give me an extra step. And when I was using shorter sticks, sticks that only had two steps per stick, you know, similar to what you would get with like the Mighty Pro stick, I was able to use a two-step aider. So you would have two loops of, you know, roughly 17, 18 inches in length. And then that would allow you to get higher with less weight, like you said. The disadvantage is that they are more dangerous. If you use a lineman's belt, theoretically, you're going to be better off. You shouldn't fall. But if you take a slip, even with a lineman's belt, it's, you know, you're going to gouge yourself on the stick. It's not going to be a pleasant experience uh, by any means. So it definitely takes a lot more balance and dexterity and strength to be able to use the aiders appropriately. And I think the better shape you're in, the easier it is to maintain that balance. And so for people that are in really good shape, aiders are probably, in my opinion, something to look into. If you're kind of borderline, you're thinking, um, you might end up exerting yourself more just trying to balance and it won't be worth it. You'll be exerting yourself too much trying to climb. Um, so it's definitely something that you have to, if you're thinking about trying it, you almost have to try it out at ground level, uh, really get comfortable with it that way before you're ever safe taking it up the tree. And a lot of people will just use it on their bottom stick and, and say, screw it, yeah. you know, in the second and third and fourth sticks, I'm just going to use it on the bottom step, just get it an extra couple of feet. And now instead of, you know, climbing 17 or 18 feet with your set of sticks, now you're getting 19, 20 feet. Yeah. Exactly. And that was, that was one thing I was really wanting to point out was, you know, a lot of people are just using them on their bottom step so that if they do have something happen, they're, you know, three or four feet off the ground when it happens compared to being 22 feet up off the ground. Um, right. But another thing to me, this is, especially with aiders, um, a lot of times, um, you know, people attach the aiders to the bottom uh, cleat on the tree where the stick attaches to the tree. So again, this comes to me going from a three step per stick to a two-step per stick with if you're using something like a lone wolf with an aider now where that aider is actually attached to the stick is farther from the contact point that's holding the stick to the tree so to me that makes them less stable and less or more prone to kick off of the tree which can be you know put you in a more dangerous situation um and if i remember correctly when you use an aider you always want to try to put the inside of your foot up against the tree as you climb and not like your toe is that right, Garrett? Yeah, it depends a little bit on the size of the tree. Um, a smaller tree, almost. Yeah, I mean, some some trees, and depending on how thick the bark is, if it's like real knobby bark or smooth bark, some trees I can get away with just sticking my toe up against the tree. But it's generally not as solid that way. A little bit more solid of a, a system is where you actually turn your foot, like you said, and you got the inside of your foot against the tree, and then you always have three points of contact. Never at any point in time would you only have two points of contact, meaning one foot somewhere and one hand somewhere and a free foot and a free hand because that's just asking for trouble. <laughs> don't ever watch me climb a tree then because <laughs> when I climb a tree, I don't ever touch the tree. I'd use my lineman's belt, and then once I put my climbing stick on, I grab my lineman's belt, and I use it a lot like a, a flip line mm-hmm. that a lineman would use. Um, so I don't typically touch the tree. I just use my lineman's belt to go up the tree. So I really rely on my lineman's belt to help me get up. Yeah, and see, I typically end up, grabbing the tree at some point. Um, usually when I, I'll hang my stick and I'll start climbing up that stick. And at some point 
I get to the point where my one of my feet is on the top rung of the stick. And so at that point, I have nothing else to grab onto other than the tree and the fact that my alignment's belt is holding me on. So I wouldn't have to hold the tree to be able to maintain my position. But a lot of times just kind of hanging onto the tree gives me a little bit of extra stability while I'm grabbing my stick and uh, putting the next one on. Yeah, and I've, a lot of people do that. And again, this the issue that I've always seen with that is, you know, if you pull your lineman's belt up and then you pull yourself to the tree, holding onto the tree, sometimes your lineman's belt can drop. Mm-hmm. And depending on how tight your lineman's belt is, sometimes that can drop to about your knee level. And then if you let go of that tree thinking your lineman's belt is still in the same position it was, you know, it can very easily dump you over backwards, basically, um, which can be a very bad thing. And there's, you know, some videos on YouTube I've seen where people have done something extremely similar to that. And it makes me, you know, just kind of cringe. That's why I always try to hold on to my lineman's belt so I know exactly where it is on the tree at all times when I go to move with it. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up. And if you watch, you know, videos from like HSS, they'll show people climbing a tree with a lineman's belt and a tether at the same time, meaning they'll kind of always have that tether at a point above their head and just kind of move it up as they go. And they're using the lineman's belt to hold their position, which it's definitely the safest way to go, I think. But it also is, uh, I don't know, it seems like it'd be very inconvenient if you're able to stay safe with just the lineman's belt itself and using good techniques that way. Yeah, I mean, a lineman's belt is just going to keep you from falling however high you are to the ground. It's not going to keep you from falling because you're still going to slap into that tree at mm-hmm. some point, whether that's two feet, a foot, or three feet even. Um, and a lot of times you're going to go down, which is where your other sticks typically are. Yeah. So it's it's still going to hurt falling with a lineman's belt. Yeah, you might catch a rib on one of your stack or one of your steps. It wouldn't feel good. Yeah, puncture a lung or something. It could be could be very bad. And I mean, I guess we can talk about just the the ladder sticks, which go from you know the ground up and a full ladder all the way up. I mean, obviously they're drastically heavier, um, probably more expensive, and they're not mobile whatsoever. Um, so you, typically those are all preset sticks. Yeah, and you're talking about basically the stick that would come in a box and you would pre-assemble it to a 20-foot length. And you could either do that in the woods or you could do it at home and just kind of uh, sling it over your shoulder and walk out into the woods and set it up to the tree. The advantage, I think, is that it obviously attaches to the tree very fast. Um, disadvantages, other than the ones you already pointed out, are the fact that you really need a straight tree to be able to get it yeah. to work right. Whereas on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, if you have a single-step system like the Wild Edge Steps, for example you can basically get those into any tree on earth. Yeah. And you can spiral them around the tree Mm -hmm. 360 degrees as you go up if you needed to for some unknown reason. Yeah. Cause a lot of the trees I know around me, especially if I'm hunting in a cattail marsh area, you'll get some really gnarly trees that are not, not uh, safe for climbing at all in terms of how straight they are. Uh, I get quite a few comments in my videos. I know where people will ask me, why don't you just use a climbing stand? And the answer is for 80% of the time, the trees that I hunt, you can't really use a climbing tree stand with. And that's, to me, that's a benefit of, a, you know, climbing sticks over a, a hang on tree stand, which typically involves climbing sticks over a climber and even just encountering branches and stuff like that. You know, with a climber, you've either got to cut those branches or you've got to unhook your climber and go over those branches, which is obviously presents a risk. Um, so to me, that's, you know, We'll get into this in a different podcast, I'm sure, talking about the different um, hunting systems, tree stands and 
saddles and hang-ons versus climbers and tripods and everything. By the time this podcast is released, I will have also put up a video on my YouTube channel for the sticks that I made myself. I mentioned those earlier that I made my own set of sticks, so it probably makes sense to answer some of the questions here and now because I know I'll get them once that video comes out. And essentially what I did is I took a design that was very similar, kind of a hybrid between the Lone Wolf and the Muddy. Um, I liked some of the features of the Lone Wolf that I've used for so long, such as the uh, the Versa button. However, I did it with a rope mod, which basically means you keep the Versa button and you just use an appropriately sized rope such that you can put it around the Versa button and it pinches onto itself and then you tie a couple of hatch, half hitches. And I do have a separate YouTube video on that as well, which basically kind of shows the pros and cons of using the rope mod versus a cam buckle. Cam buckle's faster, a little bit easier to use. The ropes are lighter, especially if you're using something like an Amsteel, which is a, a really light, very strong rope. Uh, but essentially, I made my sticks by making them two steps like a muddy, double step like a muddy, but longer than the muddy and lighter than the muddy. So my sticks average out to two pounds per stick and they're 24 inches long. So the step spacing is like 21, 22 inches. And with the aiders, with the style strips, with the rope, that's what that weight is. So it's six pounds for three sticks. And with the double step aiders on each of those that I use, I can take three of my climbing sticks for a total package of six pounds and get the top of the stick up to 24 feet. Holy cow. <laughs> and it probably takes four or five minutes to do that. Um, but the disadvantages to my sticks are that the double step, unlike the muddy, it's fixed. So you can't fold it up, which actually works fine for saddle hunting. But if you're going to use that with a tree stand, it makes it a little bit tougher to figure out exactly how you're going to stack those sticks onto the tree stand. The other thing I did with my sticks to make them more lightweight was I used a little bit lighter gauge of aluminum tubing. And that was kind of just along the lines of, well... If tree stand manufacturers are making sticks that have 350 pound weight ratings with, you know, the eighth inch wall thickness aluminum, I'm going to see what I can get away with. There's going to be some, because I'm obviously not even 200 pounds, there's going to be some amount of material I can remove and still be safe. So I started with a really cheap grade of aluminum and basically built a stick and just bounced on it at ground level until it started to bend, started to deform. <laughs> and I would just kind of study what exactly was were the failure modes. And so I said, okay, now I know where to reinforce these sticks. I bought a higher grade of aluminum, which was much stronger, um, and basically made those reinforcements. And now I have a solid stick that works for somebody my weight, but I have no idea what the actual top end weight range would be. So it's not like I could just take my sticks, give them to a guy that's 250 pounds and be like, yeah, they'll be fine. Just because I don't have that data and I don't have that research. But for me, building those sticks ends up working out really well because I can handle the aiders and the uh, instability that those inherently come along with and the lighter weight. And I get the advantages of the double step. Works out well for me. And those those sticks I think I'm going to keep on using. But I don't know if it really helps anybody else out knowing that I made my own sticks. Cause and, that's, and that's the benefit of the DIY. You knew exactly what you needed. You had the abilities and the machinery to make it. So you made exactly what you needed. And something like that may not be cost effective for most people um, just because it's going to be so much expensive to get into all that. Mm -hmm. But that's the benefit of, you know, doing it the DIY way. You knew exactly what you needed. And your steps actually remind me, remind me of um, Dan Infault. I guess he's got some 
prototype sticks that there's a photo drifting around out there on the interweb about. Um, and they're real similar to kind of what you're describing. Okay. You know, a two-step stick with uh, basically a Versa button. Um, and I think he's got a prototype tree stand. I guess he's been working on it for a few years. Do but you know, it's real similar. Do you know if his steps pivot or if they're fixed? No, I think they're fixed. Okay. Because I, I couldn't, I couldn't remember where I got the idea for the fixed double step. I know I saw a picture somewhere, but I wasn't sure if it was Dan sticks that I had saw or if it was a picture I'd saw at Saddle Hunter that somebody had posted. But it's basically a double step that's just a fixed length of aluminum and it has a little channel that's carved out an inch wide so that it can kind of mate onto the the one inch tube for the stick. And it just has one bolt going through, so that's where I get a little bit of additional weight savings. Is just I have one bolt for that double step in the V bracket. Versus like a muddy where you have three bolts, one for the V bracket and uh, two for the steps. Yeah, and that, and you know, again, that's the benefit of being able to do it. You can design it exactly the way you need it. Hopefully, Dan's sticks work well, and uh, they end up being very similar and likable to kind of you know the advantages that I think I have with mine, and then I can just recommend people to get those because you know they basically have a lot of the features that I would like, and obviously the features that he would like in a stick. So kind of anxious to see how that uh, all plays out. Yeah, and you know, and you know with Dan, you know, his, his big thing is ultra light. So obviously they're going to be light, um, you know, and I yeah. think, like I said, they look just like, a, just like your sticks, slightly longer um, than what a traditional muddy would be. So I think they're pretty close to almost exactly what. It would be interesting to see his specs compared to the specs that you made on your sticks to see how close they line up. Yeah, and I know Dan is big on safety too. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm sure absolutely. that I, I would imagine his sticks, his steps, his sticks probably weigh a little bit more than mine, which would be expected. And if I was going to build sticks to sell, I would make them heavier as well. I wouldn't use the same grade of aluminum I'm using now. Although one thing that just popped in my head, and I don't know why any climbing stick manufacturer that we've gone through so far hasn't implemented this, is just a swappable tube, so that they can basically make sticks a small, medium, and large so that you have, you know, you can have your Muddy Pro Stick and you have a small version that has maybe a 13-inch step spacing. You have your medium that has maybe like a 16-inch step spacing and you got your large that has like a 20-inch step spacing. It seems like it would be easy enough to implement on a manufacturing line. I don't know why nobody's done it so far. Yeah, beyond me. Um, <laughs> you know, some of that stuff gets a little in-depth and I'm sure it's it's cost analysis related, um, but that's above my head. Yeah. If I was selling climbing sticks, that's what I would do, but I don't have any plans to manufacture and sell climbing sticks anytime soon. Oh, come on now. You just said you designed a stick. Just all you could do is make it put it into production. Yeah, but <laughs> then I'd have to redesign it. I'd have to do a bunch of testing. and Yeah, yeah then you got to go through the TMA standards of yeah. Yeah, all that insurance. and Yeah, no thanks. I'll pass on that. Yeah, it's easier just making something that works for me, making a video that gives people ideas and then putting a disclaimer on it that says this is dangerous. <laughs> Everything is dangerous. Just remember <laughs> that people, everything is dangerous. Yep. Leaving my house is dangerous. That's right. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, um, we covered pretty much all the sticks that we're relatively familiar with. I'm sure there's some out there that, you know, we've missed or somebody's going to question us, you know, about, Hey, what didn't you guys talk about this stick? And, you know, we'll probably revisit this at some point. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll get our hands on some more sticks 
and be able to test them. I know Garrett's going to be using his a lot more this year. Um, I'm pretty limited on what I can use out here in Utah, but I will be, you know, going back to Missouri at some point. Um, so I'll be able to test some different things there, but I'll probably still stick with my buddies. I'm kind of hard headed. I can't remember if you told me last, last time we talked or not, are you doing any deer hunting out in Utah this year? Any mule deer? Or yeah. I've, okay. Yeah. I've got a deer tag and an elk tag. That's um, right. it's still so hot right here right now. I actually should probably be sitting on a water hole from a saddle trying to, um, <laughs> To shoot an elk, but well, I'm it's too hot. I'm excited because tomorrow I leave for my Colorado trip for mule deer. It's been just a absolute flurry around my house and at work, going back and forth between work and home and doing this and doing that, trying trying to get ready for the the trip. I've been sending out KML files to the other guys in my group so they can get all the same GPS paths that I used the last time we were there, and I built a tarp to be able to use with a hammock to sleep in which is new to me last time I just used a, a tent, a floorless tent basically to sleep in. And I had planned on building a four sided teepee, you know, kind of like the Kifaru tut, but I didn't quite get around to that. So I just settled with a nine by nine square type for now. We'll see how that goes. Man, look at you being all nice, giving everybody files and everything else. Hey man, if, if they're, uh, if they're successful, then I'm successful and everybody's happy. And well, hopefully you guys do good. Like I said, anything, Anything major happens, I'm in Utah, so I'm you know a couple hours away, but probably closer than most of your backup in, in your neck of the woods, so I can head that way if you need anything. Yeah, speaking of which, I looked into the Utah tags. That is pretty reasonable. Uh, I think it was less than $500, so a lot cheaper than an elk tag in Colorado. And flights from Minneapolis to Salt Lake City are also very reasonable, like in the $200 range yeah. from what I checked. So it's definitely an option. Next for, year. Yeah. I'm thinking about it now. I'm starting to do my research. Well, we'll do it. We'll do it next year. All right. Sounds good. And with that, we want to thank you guys for listening to our second podcast, the first one with some real content. We'll continue to release these podcasts on every other Thursday. If you have any questions or feedback, you can message us through the contact page on DIY-Sportsman.com or on the DIY Sportsman Facebook page. In addition, you can find more of our content on YouTube. Just search DIY Sportsman and Boudreaux Boswell, that's spelled B-O-U-D-R-E-A-U-X, and you can follow our Instagram feeds at DIY underscore sportsman and at Boudreaux underscore Boswell.